Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves and I'm usually joined by Dr. Storsbach. She is not in today because we got over 10 inches of snow. And so uh, this this podcast I'm doing solo back to the uh, the old days. I don't want to say good old days because it has been an improvement with Dr. Storsbach. It's been awesome having her uh, on the podcast. Uh, as always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. And on today's podcast, I think this is going to be a popular one because I was reflecting on some of the common questions that I get in the clinic. And one of the most common questions is, how does this type of neck problem occur? So patients come in, they have headaches, migraines. We explain the neck issue that they're experiencing, and they ask, how did it come to be this way? Which is a very good question. It's something we've talked about before on the podcast, but I wanted to uh, just bring it up again and, and review it. And what I wanted to do in addition to that is one of the things I tell people all the time is that the dentist gets nearly everyone to brush their teeth and floss. And that's, you brush your teeth and floss if you want to keep your teeth, if you want to have a healthy mouth. And physical therapists, so in my in my world, I want my two things that I, everyone should be doing. And so towards the, so the second half of this podcast is going to be two things everyone with headaches and migraines should do and then two things everyone with headaches and migraines should be aware of. So two things everyone with headaches and migraines should be should do, so very practical stuff, and then two things everyone with headaches and migraines should be aware of. But we will start the podcast diving into why this neck injury occurs in the first place because that can be a mystery to a lot of people. Um, you're, you're thinking I haven't necessarily had like any major neck injury or that sort of thing, or maybe you had a car accident, but you don't necessarily didn't walk away from it with with headaches uh, within you know a week or so, and so you're not necessarily connecting it to that major event. You're you're sort of in this um, zone of of not understanding where it may have come from, even though you you think you might have this neck issue. So there's going to be two primary methods that that we're going to talk about as far as like cause or what initially triggered or the onset of this neck issue what what caused the neck issue in the first place and without going into too much detail the neck when we turn our head when we look up and down in side bend uh, there's specific movements within each joint the upper two joints have lost that motion and typically it's worse on one side or the other and so restoring that mobility, this is a very simple, simplified version of what we do, but restoring that mobility to those upper two joints is where we focus our energy and what we educate people on. So how did those two joints get tight? Well, the first thing we'll talk about is whiplash injuries. And this can be oftentimes connected to car accidents. And car accidents where you may walk away from and be like, you know what, my, my neck's a little sore, you know, it uh, definitely resulted in in like a whiplash type of event happening but maybe you don't really feel like you need to get wor a workup or any uh, anything checked out and if you do they might not catch uh, that your neck had some trauma to it so whiplash injury um, also known as a whiplash associated disorder wad is uh, one of the most typical injuries following a car accident 
um, especially like a, someone rear ends you or I mean from the side as well can can be really detrimental, especially when we think of the neck and, and how it functions. Um, so yeah, it's a neck injury. So this occurs when your neck kind of snaps back and forth, kind of like a whip-like motion. And we have this t- 10 to 12 pound head that sits on our head and our neck can't respond quick, l- quick enough. And so that results in trauma to the neck. So some of the symptoms that uh, can be common following a whiplash injury, um, feeling dizzy, tired, um, you can have like mood changes, feeling irritated for no reason, depressed, things like that. And then headaches <clears throat> typically will develop at the base of the skull. Um, but uh, from what we know clinically and in, in many, many patients that we have uh, will develop more severe headaches that travel into the, the temple, into their face and migraine, uh, migraine symptoms later on. And that has to do with the initial injury to the neck being from this whiplash uh, experience. And then that, that trauma to the neck itself, I, to, to sort of uh, simplify, the, the tissues heal and they're not necessarily irritated from the actual injury, but the, that healing process, whether it's scar tissue or just uh, damage to those tissues that surround the upper part of the neck results in those joints not moving like they once did. It could also be kind of a protective response. So if your neck goes through trauma like that, and we see this with other parts of the body, um, the body will just kind of adaptively sort of protect that area. And so it doesn't doesn't necessarily want to move like it used to. So um, you might feel like you, you, you have a stiff neck, like you can't move your neck um, as well as you used to. And uh, you can have numbness tingling into the arms just, again, for kind of the middle portion of the neck and, and some of the trauma that can go on there. Um, and then this is, uh, yeah, stiffness in the neck, ringing the ears. Um, there are a lot of associated symptoms when it comes to the neck. And so there's a lot of different things that you can experience after whiplash injury. But for our purposes, in understanding where your headaches or migraines came from, we want to understand that this type of injury, even if it doesn't result in you directly having a headache right after, um, it it will result in some form of trauma uh, to the neck, and the neck has to recover from that. And is it recovering properly? Well, oftentimes, no. And I think that a lot of our patients, if I had to guess, maybe 40, 50% of them can trace their the onset of their symptoms or at least an increase of their symptoms to a car accident or some type of injury like this. And so it's intuitive for you who's listening to me talk about this, who has headaches and migraines to think, well, yeah, I, I did have that car accident. And after the car accident, they ramped up. Or, or maybe it was when you're real little and you had there was a car accident or maybe a few car accidents. And then um, a, a year or two later, it could have developed because the, the way the neck healed did not necessarily allow for the movement that you used to have and because of that change in movement or the loss of movement in the upper part of the neck, your neck has to adapt to that. And that that's a compensation pattern that leads to stress and tension. And then eventually, we've talked about thresholds on this podcast before, but it'll cross that threshold. And that's when you'll experience your headache uh, or migraine symptoms. So uh, in addition to a whiplash injury, there is a second, and this is... If you've had a whiplash injury, you will likely, you will definitely 
have contribution from this other cause uh, of, of tightening of the neck. If you haven't had a whiplash injury, don't worry about it because this second thing we're going to talk about affects impacts everyone with headaches and migraines, and that is the prolonged positions that are placing postural strain, so uh, repeated postures that place strain on our neck throughout the day. So if you think of our body, muscles, joints, ligaments, uh, bones, tendons, that's called our musculoskeletal system, and and that system is intended to move. Now, what we find is when we don't move or if we move in a repeated pattern over and over again without allowing our body to move in that opposite pattern, those two things, so not moving or repeating a motion over and over again without the opposite movement, those two things can lead to injury within the musculoskeletal system. Now, when it comes to the neck, what we see is that the upper part of the neck, I would say because it's where most of our available motion is that sort of makes it vulnerable for an injury to occur. So for example, if you work at a desk job, you sit and your head is forward, that forward head position puts stress on the neck. Now, if you do that for, let's say three hours, four hours a day, and maybe you break it up and every now and then you try to sit up a little bit straighter, even that three or four hours a day over time multiplied by years is enough to cause these joints in your neck to to not function the way they should because those ligaments that are holding the joint together are adaptively shortening because you're not telling them to uh, shorten and lengthen, shorten and lengthen because that movement's not there. So like I said, everyone with headaches and migraines is going to be impacted um, by this to some level. If you don't have the whiplash injury, uh, or some sort of head or neck trauma in your history, then this can be the sole reason why you have uh, headaches and migraines, why you have this neck issue, is because over time, these repeated patterns of just daily living that you put your body through, we don't realize um, that it's adding stress, tension every day to our neck. And we're not doing things in the opposite movement pattern. We're not doing things that are therapeutic to our body. And so over time, we develop uh, these neck injuries and that will lead to headaches and migraines. So there's kind of an in-between category because you don't necessarily have this need to have this like bad car accident. And it's not, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, well, I don't like sit all day. I'm pretty active. Um, and I haven't had a bad car accident. So what's what's happening there? Well, likely there. So it's kind of like if you go to the dentist and um, you don't necessarily brush your teeth, but you have like a decent diet. Maybe you don't eat a ton of sugar. It's kind of like asking the dentist, like, why don't I get um, cavities? It, because I, I have this okay diet, and they would say, well, you're not brushing. You're not doing something actively to counteract any stress that's built up because. Life in general is just going to add stress to your neck. Um, So over time, the musculoskeletal system, you know, with age, there are changes that occur because of the stress that's placed on our body. I mean, talk to anyone uh, who's in their later years of life, 70s, 80s, or later, and they can attest to the stress and strain and wear on their body. So um, some of this, this sort of stress on the neck is natural, but the problem is when it happens uh, 
early in life. And that's where we see like in adolescence or teens or college years, these issues are popping up. And that's where these, you know, the, the headaches and migraines, the onset of them usually happens. And then it's impacting you um, through your most productive years of life. So your, your 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, and so we want to keep the neck as healthy as possible and then sort of age appropriately. So meaning we want to we want to see appropriate changes or if we call them like, you know, the stress and strain and wear on our musculoskeletal system, we want to make sure that's appropriate to your age. So if if you're, you know, if I have a, a 10 year old that comes in with a very tight neck, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive on my goals. I want them to move 100 percent. But if I have someone who's in their 60s, um, I'll focus more on symptoms and I'll say, we're going to get a little bit of movement back in your neck, um, but we're not going to necessarily expect to have all 45 degrees or so. So um, where am I getting for, with this? Because it's maybe a little bit of a tangent, but essentially there's this, this middle ground of just life events impacting the neck and there could potentially be sort of micro traumas. This especially happens in like little kids. So not one big event, but little things that occur over time. And then those can kind of speed up um, the the wear and tear uh, on the neck itself. Okay. And so what we're going to transition into talking about is two things everyone with headaches and migraines should do. So the dentist says floss and brush your teeth. We're going to talk about the two things that you should be doing morning and evening to help keep your neck healthy. So this is for people that don't even have headaches or migraines, but just want to do something to prevent sort of these neck issues from popping up. So first thing, work on neck stability. One of the things that nearly everyone that we see has a problem with is neck stability uh, their neck is relying heavily on these muscles called the sternocleidomastoids. They're these big ones that run kind of like just from under your ear, and they kind of wrap around to the front to your sternum, okay? Now, those muscles on each side, if they're if they're very prominent, you can just see them by, by looking in a mirror. That's not necessarily normal. <clears throat> so those muscles are likely doing more work than they need to. And we see this, like I said, in nearly everyone with headaches and migraines that comes to the clinic. And so we need to work to shut those off. But the more important thing is activating these postural muscles deep in the neck. So these are the deep neck flexor muscles. These are muscles that are intended to hold your head up throughout the day. Now, in most people we see, those are not doing their job. And so one thing you can do to improve the strength of those muscles is lie on your back, and this is also a good test to see how strong they are. Tuck your chin. So lie on your back, flat on your back. Keep your head on the floor. Tuck your chin. So you give yourself a double chin, a triple chin. And then I want you to just barely, barely lift your head. So almost like it's still touching the carpet or the floor, and you're just barely lifting your head with your chin tucked still. If that causes you to shake, you feel it's like, oh my gosh, this is hard. That's a problem. That means your neck is not very stable. And so if you walk upright or move around life and you're upright, your deep neck flexors should be kicking in, but they're not. And so the, that's the first thing I want everyone to do, everyone should be doing, is it exercise for their deep neck flexors. Now, 
Um, we have some videos of that, and, and we've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, it is a tricky one, so it's one that I don't necessarily want you to um, to to. I mean, there's nuances to it. And so if you're like, hey, what what are the details of this, and what do I do? Then reach out to us, and we can talk through what specifically that looks like. But um, for the sake of a podcast, lying on your back, tucking your chin, barely lifting, just seeing if you have a problem there um, is where you start. Number two, everyone with headaches and migraines should be doing something for their pecs or their shoulders. So pretty much everyone we see will have a bias towards utilizing their pecs, their shoulders and their movements throughout their day. are Everything's forward. And so that forward motion of the shoulders is naturally going to cause tension to travel into the neck. So you should, uh, if you have a foam roller, usually it's uh, we recommend a three-foot-long foam roller. I want you to lie on your back, have your arms out to the side, kind of like you're making a snow angel. And I want you to feel, if you bring your arms up to about shoulder height or above, I want you to feel if there's stress or tension through the front of your shoulders. If that's true, this is really easy. Just stay in that position, take deep breaths, and stretch it out. Now, you should do that a couple times a day. Again, that's maybe the flossing uh, of the dentist world. You want to keep your shoulders healthy and want to keep your neck strong, okay? Now, those are these are separate things from you know improving mobility, but they're more preventative and they help reduce tension. So those are the two things that if, you know, through my career, if I can, if I can get to the point where there's kids books, like, you know, Dennis have brushing your teeth, like my daughter has that book. Uh, these are probably the two things that I would rec- recommend to everyone to keep your neck healthy. Okay. And then <clears throat> two things that everyone with headaches and migraines should be aware of. So just being aware of these things can help quite a bit. Number one, you likely bias a head tilt in standing or sitting. So if you were to look at the mirror, look at a mirror and evaluate what position your head was in, likely it's going to be tipped to one side. And we see more often that it's a little bit of a side bend to the right. It's subtle, so be picky. Um, And you can even like side bend left, side bend right and evaluate which side you're more comfortable bending towards. And most of the time, it's probably going to be the right side, um, whereas the left side feels a little bit less comfortable. So being aware of this uh, will help because what we want you to do is distribute your weight evenly when you're sitting or standing, when you're laying on the couch, watching TV. How is your head position? Is it tilted to one side or the other? Are you putting it in a position where your neck, that's likely unstable, has to do a lot of work? Because remember that deep neck flexor muscle group should be holding your head up throughout the day. But if that's super weak, you don't want to put your head in these dependent positions where your neck is going to have stress on it. Even though you might feel relaxed, just remember your head's about the weight of a bowling ball. So what are you requiring your neck to do even if you're lying on the couch resting? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the best way to keep your musculoskeletal system healthy is to move as often as you can. Movement is medicine, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast. A regular exercise routine is best. So this is a little bit higher level than just the walking that we recommend. Um, Resistance training, cardio training, things like that. If you're unfamiliar with this um, or this is a new thing, then personal trainers are great. They can help you jump into this. Um, They can modify things for you. Um, But even... At, at its basic level, like daily walking, just 
moving your arms, moving your legs, getting out and moving, allowing your neck and your shoulders and everything, all these joints, all this musculoskeletal system that's supposed to be moving. Let's get it moving. Let's keep it moving because it's these sedentary positions uh, that was where we get in, into issues. So the other thing you can do is uh, pick up like a, like a hobby uh, or a sporting activity that keeps you active, like pickleball, basketball, things like that. Um, a hobby that gets you outside. Uh, I don't know, like, like fishing, um, skiing might be a little higher level hiking. Um, a lot of people love to, to get outdoors and hike in Colorado, uh, but find activities like that, that just keep you moving. Um, because the longer you're sedentary on the couch or, or at your desk doing work, whatever it is, um, those sedentary positions will get you in trouble and it might not be an immediate thing, but that will sneak up on you. Okay. So two things everyone should do. Two things everyone with everyone's with headaches and migraines uh, should be aware of. And we talked a little bit about the origin of headaches and migraines. I think this is from, from my feedback I get from patients. I think these topics are some of the most, so, or the, these are the most asked questions. And so hopefully this podcast uh, is very informative and helpful. If it is, I want you to share it with someone. I want you to tell someone about this podcast that might be able to benefit from our information. Um, and I want you to, to rate us, give us a, a review. And, uh, and that way we can build traction when other people are searching for, you know, what, what can I do to help with my headaches? Because there's a lot of stuff out there on medication and, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, injections or, or whatever it may be, there's a lot of money into advertising that stuff. Uh, but what we want to do with our with our podcast is just educate people on these other options. So if you want to help us do that, please write us a review. Um, reach out to us if you need help um, or if you want to dive deeper into your specific situation. NoveraHeadacheCenter.com is the website, and uh, you will find our contact info, and you can book an appointment directly on the site. Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves. As always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do.